Welcome to the Homeschool Effect. Before we begin today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Jennifer Wadman. Jennifer is a supporter of our show. She's a patron on our Patreon. She's a Platinum member, and she keeps the lights on over here. <laughs> Jennifer is a homeschool mom that has been homeschooling for over 25 years and has 11 kids. She's graduated about half of them, and the other half are still in school. If you're new to homeschooling, find yourself a Jennifer Waterman. Find yourself someone that has years of experience with homeschooling. That way they can provide you some insight, uh, some pitfalls to avoid, and just provide encouragement to you in your homeschool journey. If you want to support the show like Jennifer, head on over to patreon.com slash homeschool effect. That's patreon.com slash homeschool effect. show is not free to make, so your support is much appreciated. Jennifer, thank you so much for supporting the show. Now on to the homeschool effect. All right. Welcome to the homeschool effect, the podcast where homeschool graduates and homeschool mentors inspire, encourage, and just offer new ideas to homeschool families and those interested in homeschooling. If you're not already following the show, hit that follow button or subscribe button, depending on what platform you're listening on or watching on and leave us a thumbs up or a five-star review will really help us out. Today, I'm joined by AJ Davidson. AJ is a homeschool graduate and also owns his own um, gecko or lizard breeding company. And I'll let you get into that, AJ, because I think it's really interesting. Uh, But thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, can you just give the guests a high level background of yourself, who you are, um, your homeschool background a little bit, and then what you're doing today? Yeah. um, So I am from the Chicago suburbs in Illinois. I was homeschooled from first grade through high school. Um, went to college at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and and now I'm in uh, North Carolina, so Greensboro area of North Carolina. Awesome. So that's kind of like a high level overview. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Great. Well, I do want to get into what you're doing today, but um, I do always want to rewind and talk about your homeschool journey. And let's start at the very beginning. Why did your parents decide to homeschool you? Uh, I think it was a combination of mean to ADD for school. I think that was the biggest thing was I was just, I was fidgety. I was not able to like focus in the classroom, things like that, that they kind of identified in me when I was young. Um And so I think part of it just kind of like reactionary to that. And then my other siblings eventually were homeschooled as well. So that was kind of the start, but a lot of benefits came from it after that point. So I think really, you know, to not get too far into your questions here, but I think that was really a big thing that helped me kind of play to my strengths as far as um, I, d- I don't view my ADD stuff as like a weakness anymore. I really view it as like, this is part of who I am. How can I leverage it? How can I kind of use it for, you know, the good of my life and kind of how I live my life. So awesome. Well, it's interesting that you brought that up because that's a lot of concerns that parents have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on TikTok and there's a lot of comments about what, <laughs> what I do with my ADD son or, or, or daughter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how do you think homeschooling helped you get a better, better education compared to the public schools. And what do you mean by it's a strength uh, now instead of a weakness? Yeah, I, I think it was, you know, there was certain things where it's like, I still today, I do better when I have multiple tasks that I'm juggling. Um, I'm not really like a sit down, do something for eight hours straight kind of person. 
Um, so it's really helped me to be able to have, you know, now in my adulthood, having a job that I can really kind of bounce around and do things that are, you know, not mundane or like the same task over and over again. Um, and when I was homeschooled, I was able to do that too. Like say I wanted to do X amount of math and then, all right, you know, break it up. Let's do something else. Break it up. Let's go. You know, we, we, we had, uh, a lot of household and outdoor chores to do. So maybe it was like, all right, we're going to go stack firewood or we're going to rake leaves or we're going to go do this or whatever we were doing. I, like my mind was um, occupied and engaged. If that makes sense. Awesome. That's, that's good to hear. I need, something that my mom always told me when I was, I guess now, but I didn't see this when I was growing up is, you know, I, I for me, I couldn't sit still. I'm not so sure if I have undiagnosed ADD. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I had a problem sitting still <laughs> for, for hours, you know, hours and hours at a time. So I'd be working on a project <laughs> and she would say, okay, you can go play outside for like 20 minutes. We got to come back and, and then get back to work. So mm -hmm. homeschooling allowed me the freedom to take the necessary breaks I needed so I can come back and focus on the material. Yeah. Um, instead certainly. of being turned off for multiple hours out of the day. <laughs> and a big thing, and I'm sure that other people have told you this, um, big thing for me was when you know, learning the skills needed to eventually run this business. A lot of that was the fact that I was able to finish school early and then spend time on things that I was passionate about for a good chunk of the day when kids would still be in school. So I, I think that that was probably the biggest like addition to what homeschool was able to offer me as far as like my success in the future was being able to have time really. Awesome. That's great. I mean, like I mentioned all the time, you know, homeschooling doesn't take six to eight hours a day, like normal school. Um, <laughs> it all depends. It all depends on your child. I mean, it might, for yeah, some people, true. for some people, they could probably do it in two hours. They could do it in an hour and a half, you know, right. I, I think it's on the person. Oh, that's totally true. I was yeah. usually done with my schoolwork around 1 p.m. My brother's usually done around like 4 or 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's the difference, right? <laughs> right, right. But um, so let's let's talk about that. I guess the interests that you were focusing on uh, with the rest of your day, what, what were those interests? Was those the geckos or what was that? Um, so when I was younger, I would say it was just um, I like to be outside. So whether that was you know, flipping rocks or looking in window wells for toads and salamanders, or it was going down. We lived uh, near a lake and I'd go down and fish a lot. That was where I spent most of my time was like fishing and riding my bike and just kind of being outside. So I'd, I'd say that's where a lot of kind of my animal interest and science interest and things like that came from was just being able to have time outdoors being able to you know, kind of interact with nature. Gotcha. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, I want to move to, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to move to, uh, basically how you started your company and what you're doing today. But first I want to ask, do you have any uniquely homeschool stories? Like, uh, just I'll, I'll leave it at that. Actually. I know it's pretty vague, but I want to see what you come up with. Um, well, one thing that I had to deal with a lot, uh, since, since I would finish school so early, I would often be like out in our neighborhood or like down at the lake by myself all the time. So my mom would give me a script of like, what, what you're supposed to say when people question you. 
like, aren't you supposed to be in school? And so I had a lot of instances of people um, like, aren't you supposed to be in school and acting kind of shifty, like they're going to like call the police and stuff. <laughs> so uh, I would say that was like a funny thing that was unique to me. It was just like people, neighborhood people be like, why is this kid down in a boat fishing at 11 on a Tuesday? And he's like 12 years old you know <laughs> what is he doing shouldn't he be in school or something so i i dealt with a lot of that which was uh now looking back on it, funny and i would probably think think the same thing if i saw kids just like doing stuff like that in the middle of the day but <laughs> <laughs> did anyone did you ever get in like in like serious trouble where you needed to call your parents for something or um well to, i think my mom's instruction was tell them i don't even remember exactly what it was i think it was like i'm homeschooled mind your own business essentially uh and then it was if they try to do anything just run <laughs> so it was like i always had my bike on me so i remember one lady was like harassing me one time i just hopped on my bike and rode away so <laughs> <laughs> if anyone tries but, to snatch you run <laughs> not not or if they try to like you know, we got to find your parents or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm out of here. So <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Well, when did, first off, what is the name of your business? So it's a J D my initials and then reptiles. Awesome. Awesome. So, and is that the name of the website as well? It is. Yep. Website, Great. Instagram, Facebook, yeah, all that stuff. So perfect. All right. Well, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes that way. If anyone perfect. listening wants to go there, they can. Yeah. Um, but what, what is your business? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So essentially what the business is, um, is if you're familiar with any form of like, uh, designer animals. So like, even like, for example, like an Australian shepherd, um, that has blue eyes and like that blue Merrill patterning, that's a designer dog or, um, Bengal cats or Maine Coon cats or any of those things, um, designer plants, variegated plants, any of those kind of like specialty markets, that's similar to what I'm doing with geckos. So uh, my business is kind of two-sided. One side is uh, animals that are really kind of uh, color, color dependent. So what the animal looks like from like a design standpoint of like what traits they carry and how they look um so that and then animals that are just rare and they all look the same for the species as they would in the wild um but they're just in themselves rare um or endangered animals so breeding those in captivity and selling them to people that have the same interests as me um either hobbyists breeders institutions things like that so Awesome. Okay. Well, how did you even get into that? So the start of it was really just loving animals, being outside, um, catching salamanders, all that stuff. And then I actually went to, you know, homeschool tie-in, went to a birthday party of a girl that I met through a homeschool group. It was, I think I had just turned 13 and her little brothers had one of these geckos that I primarily work with now. And I said to him, what is this thing? You know, like I'd never seen anything like this because I, 
at that point I didn't have, I don't think at that point I had any like actual reptile pets, just stuff that I like caught outside and put in a tank. So I was like, where did you get this? And they told me about a reptile show in uh, the suburbs of Illinois. So it's like, okay, I got to get to that. I got to see this. And so I just begged my dad to take me for, in my mind, it feels like months. I have to actually ask him how long it was. It probably was a couple months before he agreed to take me to this thing because it was kind of far away. And, um, you know, a reptile show, it sounds kind of scary initially, but uh, went to that and kind of just fell in love with the animal seeing them. There was one guy at that point, one guy, as far as I know, maybe one or two people in Illinois that had them, um, and got that guy's business card. And when I came back from the show, didn't buy a gecko there. Um, I really started kind of, you know, contemplating, all right, I saw he had these animals and he was selling them for this much. And based on kind of what he was talking about, I feel like I can wrap my head around how to breed these things. Oh, you went into um, straight business mode. You yeah, I went like, I, I didn't get a pet. a pet first. I went okay. business. I went business right off the bat. Um, so that's pretty intellectual for, I mean, that's pretty interesting thinking for a 13 year old. <laughs> yeah, I, there is funny. I think I've always kind of been like financially minded and thinking about those things because even when I, <laughs> there's videos of me like at Christmas and I'd open up gifts and I'd, I'd like remember what they were worth and like, oh yeah, I saw that was like, there's videos of me when I'm like five years old saying, oh, was this that one that was on sale for half off at Target or whatever? Like I remember, <laughs> like, I've just always been somebody that's kind of thought about like the financials of stuff. And uh, so that was kind of my first thought was, all right, I like these things, but I can also breed them. And for a 12 or 13 year old, I'm like, I don't have to go get a job I don't want to get when I turn 13 or 14, when you can get your work permit. Um, so all my friends at that time were, did you ever go to uh, Lake Geneva youth camp? Um, not the youth camp. I've been to Lake Geneva, Geneva multiple times, but not the youth camp. No. So there's a Christian youth camp there. And all my friends at the time worked there in the summers washing dishes and they paid like $3 and 75 cents an hour because Wisconsin's minimum wage was crazy. But I was like thinking to myself, I don't want to do that. I, I really don't want to do that. So what can I do instead of doing that? <laughs> I don't want to follow the footsteps of my, all my friends. So that's when I um, really, I kind of took a, a deep dive. I sold many of the things that I owned to fund the initial purchase of animals so a lot of my like childhood things that I cared about like I sold my bike and I think I sold my xbox I sold and you, and a, I sold a handful okay with this yeah they were That's like cool. all right if you have the you know I would say in general the approach my parents had was if you have a vision and you're passionate about it and you can write us like a plan of what you're gonna do and you do it we're game. So I'm very thankful for my parents for giving me um, flexibility, but like a long leash, but still like keeping an eye on me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, thanks for bringing that up. Cause I know a lot of parents say, Hey, they want to support their kids' interests. 
Yeah. Um, if they're unique and so I'm not like saying like uh, ice skating or football, but like unique interests like this. Yeah. And um, I'm glad you're able to provide like an example because I know a lot of parents have that type of question. But anyway, go on. Go yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, no. So I uh, got my first animals. I think I got seven animals the first round. Um, and then much, it was like, how much did it cost you? $700. They were $100 a piece. So back then that was like the, these were pretty nice animals for the time. There was worse looking animals for less money. Um, if I would have bought them online, but, uh, I wanted to kind of start off on the right foot. So bought those animals, raised them for, you know, eight months or something, then bred all those animals, produced my first, you know, call it 30 or 40 babies, uh, sold all those, reinvested all the money um, in caging and more animals. And I did that for the next at least five years. Wow. So that, uh, that was definitely hugely instrumental in the success of things was just the reinvestment. My dad, my dad's uh, thought was, we, you know, I'm sure he didn't say this exactly the same way, but like, you're a kid, you don't need the money right now anyway, just keep dumping it back in. So yeah, yeah. that, that was really huge because by the time I was going into college, I had a semi-legit business, which was pared down a little bit because I was going to school and I was traveling back and forth to take care of my animals. Um, oh, you traveled back and forth. So you, you didn't bring them to school with you. I guess that probably wouldn't fly no, in the dorms. No, wouldn't fly <laughs> in the dorms. So I took the train back twice a week. The animals, um, like two to three times a week, you can care for them if you set things up right. So did that. And then when I came out of college, um, I was really kind of set up with, honestly, my, my reptile business was making more than my job when I came out of my first job out of college, you know, working kind of in the counseling field at a church. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty eye-opening. Like, all right, this is, this is definitely going somewhere. At That's that point. awesome. That's awesome. And now you do it full time, right? I do. Yeah. So when we down from Chicago to North Carolina, I departed from my sales career of about five and a half, six years and went full-time on the animals. So I was building the business that whole time as well, part-time. Um, but it just kind of reached the tipping point where it's like, all right, I either need to go for it or I need to not. So I went for it and it's been great. That's awesome. Awesome. Homeschool entrepreneur. That's great. Yeah, man. <laughs> you got to take the risk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's really cool. That's, that's a really cool story. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of parents want to know, I guess, how did home, how do you think homeschooling set you up to, to succeed in this way? I think, you know, partially it was being able to kind of lean into the things I was interested in from a school perspective. I think my mom did a really good job of like identifying subjects that I was more passionate about and still, you know, I was getting my core education, but you know, all right, let's focus like a little bit more on like biology or um, ecology or things like that. I really like, you know, I like the ocean. I like space, you know, all those different, you know, kind of aspects of nature are really interesting to me. So, you know, really kind of 
leaning into that. And then like practical math was a big thing. Just like actually understanding like practical living math. Um, and I, I would say the thing that I use most, I didn't like formally take it, but you know, statistics are huge in life. So, you know, I, a lot of those things in homeschooling was just like setting me up for the tools that I actually needed for life. If that makes sense. Like my, I remember my mom and I, like, she was teaching me like how to like take, take and calculate and give change. So she like hand me a hundred dollar bill and like, all right, you know, this thing costs 67, 42. All right. Count me back change. Like just stuff like that. We're like, you never do that at school. Um, just figuring out like practical skills was huge. All, all of those things calculated into my business and life. And my dad had a lot of wisdom from being a sales guy for at that point, probably 20 plus years. And now he's still doing that. So I had a lot of business, um, advice from him and my mom. My mom was in sales before she had us as well. So awesome. Whole team of sellers, whole yeah. family of sellers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I guess the blood runs deep. Awesome. That's great. Well, um, I guess how, what kind of advice would you give to, to homeschool kids that are interested in learning about, well, let's, I'll take a two prong approach. We'll start with this one. How um, interested in learning about reptiles, you know, how did you learn yeah, about yeah, them yeah. and what resources are available today? Uh how did I learn about them? That's actually an interesting thing. I mean, I think just back then it was books and going to the zoo and stuff like that. Um, and honestly, I would say still today that that's how I would recommend people initially kind of get into animals, reptiles in general is like qualified personnel talking about it. So like zoo personnel, wildlife centers, there's some really good wildlife centers out there. Um, books um uh also like you can use the internet but i would say the internet is a really cloudy place for reptile knowledge um there's a lot of false information about animals and kind of their needs from a care perspective on there so i would start with physical sources zoos um even reptile shows, magazines, books, things like that. That's where I'd start personally. Awesome. Great. Great. And what about advice for homeschool entrepreneurs? You know, where can they get that experience from? Yeah. So I think I'm kind of like living proof of, I, I heard this concept before, and maybe you can attest to it. Like when you're, when you're young, there's certain interests or passions that just come very naturally and very strongly to you and things don't go away those are the things that tend to stick with people for life so whether it's music or it's art or it's you know business or it's gardening or whatever the thing is there's typically something where when you think about your childhood you were truly passionate about it and have like a deep love for it and I, I think my best advice would be to not down and ignore it because it's not a traditional path. 
but think about how can I really like lean into that strength? And I would say that it's like a God-given um, strength or passion in you. Um, and I'd say, how can you lean into that? How can you really like prioritize spending time on that thing and finding a way to make it what you do in life? Um, and some things, <laughs> I, I don't know, the day, the day and age of the internet, you can make a living doing anything. So <laughs> it, 20, 20 plus years ago, I wouldn't say that, but nowadays, you know, you could probably make videos of you knitting on, you know, Twitch and make a living on it. it, it you know, sky's the limit. I'd awesome. say find the thing you love and, and work on it, especially when you're young. Why not? Yeah. You have all the time to, to fail too. Yeah. Right. You don't have a family. You don't have anything, you know, major responsibilities. So go for it. Right. Right. No family to take care of that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not paying the bills when you're 10. Right. So, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, AJ, for being on the show. Um, I greatly appreciate it. Again, I'm going to link your uh, your website, your business in the show notes. So if anyone is interested in uh, one of your reptiles, one of your geckos, they can um, they can go to the yeah. website and, and um, look it up. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's been good. Uh, it's good to talk about this stuff. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.